Hello, darlings, and welcome to Watch What Crappens, the podcast for all that crap on Bravo that we just love to watch together. Okay, hi. I'm Ronnie, Ronnie Karam, and I'm with, as usual, the gorgeous and talented, possibly going to federal prison, probably not because he hasn't been charged yet, so please don't judge him, Ben Mandelker. Hello, Ben. Hi, how awkward. How, how awkward to you? reveal that right now. <laughs> yeah, guys. It's really rough. It's Don't really, much judge me. Do not judge me. You don't know what I've been through. All right, baby? <sighs> wow. Wow. It is time to discuss episode one of the four-part Beverly Hills reunion. And what, what in episode? Wow, this is a jam-packed, jam-packed first hour. I was... I was gobsmacked. I thought, gee, there's a lot to unpack here. But before we do, guys, just a reminder um, that on Monday we have our Green Room thing that's on Spotify Green Room. That's at 7 o'clock on the West Coast, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. We also have a very big announcement to make on Monday, okay? So you better listen to the podcast or follow us on social media because you don't want to miss it, okay? We promise... This is going to be a good one. I had actually teased it like a month ago, and then like I jumped the gun, wasn't ready, but now it's here. It's time for them to make the announcement. It is time for the announcement. It is on Monday, so be sure you're tuned in to Crappens in some form, because you're not going to want to miss it, okay? Okay. So let's begin this month-long Festivus. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills oh. reunion. Oh, and we're on Crappens on Demand, by the way. Hello, yes, everyone. we are. So we're on video today. It's our third video. one of the week, which is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you can find us there. Just go to patreon.com slash watch crappens. Join at the uh, crappens on demand level. And know that when you sign up, if you sign up for the $1 level, the $5 level, whatever level you sign up at, there's multiple episodes that are charged a month. Just cap the amount you want to spend when you sign up, there's an uh, it says maximum amount to spend per month. It's fine if you spend five dollars, you get all the videos we've ever done. If you spend one dollar, you get all the bonus episodes we've ever done. So just don't want it to be confusing for anybody because it is confusing. We joined Patreon. We were we were right there at the beginning, so things have changed over there, but not for us. Okay, so cap your amount because we are not trying to steal Ronnie. from you. You don't get to tell me what to do, Ronnie. You don't get to tell me what to do, Ronnie, okay? And that's the last I want to hear about that. <laughs> so, yeah, Rena came out crazy. You know, Rena's just gotten into this thing where she'll, if she's doing a sit-around season where she doesn't do much in the season, then she comes to the reunion to keep her job and she just goes crazy. I mean, she just gets so mean at these reunions. And she never really shows that side of herself in the actual episodes. I mean, I'm not saying she doesn't do mean things, but she doesn't look mean. Like in the episodes, she's usually covering things with a, <laughs> I mean, do you really think that? What do you think about Harry sauce? Like she says everything kind of like a mom talking to so other moms mean. in the carpool, carpool line. It's like, how are you? You know, she's always got that level over it, but then she gets to the reunion and man, she just looks evil. I mean, she even had one point where her mouth was like curled like the Joker. Like she had two slits going from the corner of her mouth up like the Joker. It's like, damn, Randall. Yeah. Yeah, she was um there was a uh, an edge to her that I don't really recognize in her. I feel like normally when she when she comes for someone, whether it's re- reunion or not, it's sort of is shrouded in her kind of soapy 
way, you know, whether it's throwing a glass down in Amsterdam or being like, are people doing coke in your room, you know, your bathroom? But this was, um, it felt to me that this was the influence of Erica. I, you know, you know, Rinna kind of likes to be a chameleon and she likes to sort of, you know, Erica started doing lots of glam and lots of looks and Rinna starts doing lots of glam and lots of looks. And, you know, Erica has adopted this kind of like, I don't give a Fuck, uh, I'm not a quitter. You can kind of cover me. I don't care. And I think she's trying to be like, yeah, da, da, da. I think she's trying to be like a, a Rizzo also. And um, it's it's coming off a little, coming off a little mean. It's a lot, but I mean, I I recognize it from every reunion because that's how she gets. She gets really like dark eyed, you know, like where the shade goes down over her eyes. And you're like, uh oh, here she is. It's Coraline's mom. You know, the big button eyes come out and you know that she's just going to try and kill poor Coraline. What did Coraline do? <laughs> and, Spoiler. Um, it, it was very reminiscent of like the Denise, uh, you know, the Denise thing, like when she was just like, oh, come on, Denise, you know, that reunion, yeah. just go gaslighting, like that kind of Gas shit. Gaslighting. By the way, uh, you know, but really Coraline, fun to watch. To- speaking really of Coraline, to I would totally welcome Terry Hatcher onto this show, too, by the way. Doesn't she play Coraline's mom? She does. Yeah. And she's a fucking monster from what everybody says about her. Perfect. Or did Perfect. back in the day. Um, I heard so, nothing but monstrous things about Terry Hatcher, which is why I think she'd be wonderful on our show. Our show, as if I'm a cast member. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I'd really like to welcome her onto our cast of Beverly Hills. Thank you. So we open up with Sun Smog, a sign that says the city of Beverly Hills. And it's two weeks. Two weeks before the reunion, and we clo- we come close in on a tiny little cardboard box Ooh. with a little Ooh. a little door cut out into the side that Erica can open for when she gets a pizza Ooh. delivered. Ooh. It has a doorway just wide enough for one person with a little hobo bindle to go through. <laughs> so um, it's oh. it's Erica's house in Hancock Park, and Rena arrives, and then they have a year. You look wonderful off. You look wonderful. 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 And um, I have to show Rinna's hair. Sorry if you're not watching this, but did Rinna fall asleep in the car on the way over? You know, like when you fall asleep and your head's against the glass? Because look at her hair. Look how, look where it's flat. It's flat. <laughs> flat on the top It's definitely doing like a gumpy shape. Yeah, it's flat on the top of her head, but to the side. So it looks like she was just like leaning against the glass window on a dewy day is what it looks like. (laughs) That is such a specific thing that this is why I love having you as my podcast partner, because you see all that random shit. (laughs) It's cracking me up. I was like, wow, this is your only thing you had to do today, people. Come on. So So they 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 retire to the living room. Yeah. Yeah. And they go to the living room, and Rena's like, everyone's like, oh my god, is she going to go to the reunion? I'm like, fuck yeah, she showed up for everything else, right? And then Erica's like, I'm going. I'm not a fucking quitter. I'm like, okay, okay, Erica, you're not, like, okay, you're sure you're a badass. Congratulations, you're showing up at the thing that you're contractually obligated to show up to. Yeah, you're going to work today. Wow, good for you. Let's get a parade. I'm not a quitter, unless we're talking about quitting an old man the second he ran out of money he stole to pretend I had a music career. All right, bitch. 
She's not a quitter unless it's a conversation where someone's asking her about details about her personal life. So um, she's like, yeah, "Last she- night I had a dream, a dream that we were at the reunion." And then we get flashes of the reunion where Rena is going, "Do not say that to me, Garcelle." And Garcelle saying, "I can say whatever I want." And her saying, "So can all of us, Garcelle." <laughs> there, were, there's gonna be some shots taken. And some shots fired. <laughs> and then Sturgery going, Let me finish, Garcelle! Let me finish! Gee! Why won't you let me finish, Garcelle? And Rena, Why didn't you come to me and thank me for Harry Sauce with a message in the air dragged by an airplane? You bitch! <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? There's gonna be some winners, and there's gonna be some... Losers. Well, that's life, loser, baby. <laughs> I didn't mean me. All right. right. <laughs> you didn't lose it all. Look at you. You're winning. You're a winner. <laughs> Did you melt the crayon to use as base today? <laughs> I can loan you some foundation, winner. Okay? I can loan you some. Just ask. Just ask. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you something. There's going to be some ups and some downs. Some lefts. And some rights. Some, some insides and some outsides. There's going to be some living room furniture and some patio furniture. Because you're hot and you're cold. You're left and you're right. You're up when you're down. You do the next part, Rinna. Sometimes you're happy and sometimes you're sad. But the world goes round, and sometimes you lose every nickel you had. But the world goes round, the right? <laughs> Money makes the world go round, the world go round, the world go round. <laughs> Did I do it right? <laughs> <laughs> Just going into candor and ab, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um. So she goes, "Hey, Rena, remember when you called me up and said these bitches have flipped on you?" She goes, "Oh, that's gonna come up at the reunion. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> remember when I said that? <laughs> yeah, remember when you said that? Yeah, remember when I said it? Yeah, remember when you said it? <laughs> <laughs> you, there are gonna be things said and things heard. I want to do it. I want to do it." That's, this is gonna be, this is gonna be boys. How do you do it? How do you do it again? I don't know how to do it. You do it, Erica. You're there so will be it. boys and there will be girls. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take take it on. There's gonna be a ceiling, and there's gonna be another ceiling. Did I do it oh, right? Oh no! It's gonna be ceiling. There's gonna be a floor. Huh. Okay. 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 There's gonna be some bitches. <laughs> and there's gonna be gossip. <laughs> Did I do that right? Did I do that right? You know what? Let's just move on because you're not gonna get it, all right? It's all right. like it's all like right. a sh- it's like any show on regular primetime TV. You're just not gonna get it, really. All right, let's <laughs> move on. So uh, Hey! It's a four-part Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Ah, Amanda going. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, we see the arrivals. Dun, 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 dun. Rena oh, comes nice. out of the car looking crazy. She's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I was like, is she missing her teeth? What's happening with Rinna? So she comes out, and then Andy's talking to Kyle in her dressing room chair. And he's like, in 11 years, this one seems like the stakes are higher. And Kyle's like, well, for some people, more than others, Andy. <laughs> stakes. Erica can't even afford the ante. Okay, let's just stop talking about stakes, because I don't want Erica playing poker. Okay? I don't want to play poker with a broke person. You know what, Andy? I have to agree. The stakes are so much higher. You know, the box office is so difficult these days. And thank God to be that I'm part of a franchise that will probably have a great four-quadrant appeal. We're talking about Halloween Kills, right? The feature film I star in, Andy? Is that right? We're talking about stakes? Oh, we're talking about the only thing that happened on the show this year, Erica Jane. So how is it going with Erica? And then it cuts to Erica in her dressing room. And she's just sitting there swiveling around going... Yeah, I'm tough. <laughs> she is literally trying to do some sort of like Fonz Rizzo hybrid. I don't know what's going on. It's like a woman in prison, uh, pre- prison film in the fifties. You know, like, <laughs> like oh. wisecracking Erica. You know, she really she's like Cat. Was it Cat or Kit from Pretty Woman? Just you know, yeah, she's some gum a pack of cigarettes in a in a folded up shirt. <laughs> I, you know? I know she's just like. Playing this role so hard, you know? So Kyle's like, well, I keep seeing these stories online about her that she's not talking to me and that she's mad at me or something. And he's like, well, is she talking to you? Kyle just goes, no, no, (laughs) (laughs) no. So then Andy goes up to Sutton. He goes like, so you nervous about seeing her? She goes, well, yeah, she said that she hated me. And then Garcelle says, well, I know who's going to come for me. (laughs) And Andy goes, Who? Uh, Dorit, Rinna, but I can handle it. You always do. And then, uh, Rinna, when he comes to her, they just dance around and stuff. Yeah. So now it's time to go to the set. And Rinna's like, David, I need Steven to do some hand makeup. Oh, you know what? Actually bring special effects, Steven, and have him bring the alligator makeup. I want to look like Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, how do I, how do I turn the, how do I turn the phone off? How do I, how do I do this? How does one turn off a phone, a telephone? We a need a millennial. Telephone? We need a millennial in here. Oh, actually I'm on Verizon, not millennial. Is that what you have millennial? It's a very good service I hear, but Verizon's a little bit better for me. Erica, what are you on? Well, basically I'm on what uh, Rena gets whenever she's on a sitcom. Cricket. <laughs> All right. That was for you, Rena. Like, oh, you're so funny. You were so funny. So then and now it's time for the hello. And we actually skip the whole. Well, we do have the highs. Never mind. Yeah, we have the highs. The whole highs. You know but what we have? We have t- couches back. Because I couches. guess like, you know, everyone's like, ah, fuck it. Let's just, let's just, yeah. you know, go back to couches. Um, the Shaws I need had the, couches, actually. I, I need the, the Shaws chairs. may have been the well, first. The Shaws, like the I always think, is is kind of more community theater. Do, does Those that make couches. sense? Yeah, yes. it's like the Shaws could do it in a bagel shop, and probably have. They probably actually have had a reunion in a bagel shop, and it was great, <laughs> would, you know, because they're they're very good at what they do. But <laughs> Beverly Hills, um, I don't know. I got used to the chairs. I like the chairs. I do not like seeing people stuck together on couches. Yeah, makes well, me Andy uncomfortable. Goes, hi, ladies, and they all together go, "Hi, Andy," and he goes. 
Crystal, welcome to your first reunion. How are you feeling? She goes, I feel good. Well, I half expected you to show up in the leather pants. And Kyle goes, Andy, those belong in the clubhouse. Like, yeah! And then he goes, then he turns to Sutton and he's like, hi, Sutton, how's your ankle? Oh, it's, it's doing well. You know, this is the highest heel I've worn this year. And Kyle goes, we should put the boot in the clubhouse too. Quiet, Kyle, you had one, you got one joke. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and Dorit's acting just like she's an audience member. She's like, oh, <laughs> it's like waving her hands, you know, laughing back and forth. And, um... Uh, Andy is like, Dorit, is that a representation of the oppressed and abused wild fin tuna being ravaged by capitalism that you're wearing tonight? And she's like, no, actually, it's from the ready to wear collection of Dorit and Reet and weddings, neat and dresses. But it could also be for weddings or, or tuna that have been caught. It looks ridiculous. Your dress is stupid. Hey, you got hey, a dumb Andy, dress. We should put that in the clubhouse also. Quiet, Kyle. Quiet. Oh, hi, Garcelle. Garcelle, how you feeling today? I noticed you stepping the cable a little earlier. She's like, Andy. <laughs> Andy, how could you? <sighs> hey, Rena, who is she tonight? And she's like, oh, because she has her ponytail. She's like, well, we haven't really named her. Uh, why, don't, why don't you name her? Why don't you, what should we name her? Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. She's named Hot Toddy. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kyle, welcome to your 11th reunion. You have a different sister joining us tonight. You know, I've sat here with you and Kim tonight, so or you and Kim before, so this should be a cakewalk. All right, now let's look at the set. This is Kathy Hilton's backyard. We should put it in the, in the clubhouse, Andy. Let's put it in the clubhouse. Kyle? You're on one right now. You're on one. You get two more. You get two more, Kyle. Congratulations. The set you're sitting on right now is richer than all of you combined. Okay. <laughs> oh, hi, Erica. And she's like... Just doesn't answer. She just gives him like a little... <laughs> I know. He goes, what's new? She goes, a lot. A lot is new. Okay. Well, how do you feel? Fine. How'd you sleep? Good. Should I not sleep good? Should I not sleep good, Andy? And he's like, well, I mean, it must be hard knowing your roof is going to be cardboard soon. That's rough when it rains. It's rough when it rains. <laughs> I'm looking forward to closing this chapter and moving, moving on. And Rinna's like, does an aggressive nodding. Like, yes, yes, mm -hmm. close this chapter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. <gasps> And he's like, well, obviously there's so much going on with you this season, and it's a highly unusual situation, because things are now, you know, doing what you have to do yourself, unfolding, okay? Now, <laughs> new things could even come up before this episode's aired, so how do you feel about addressing this with viewers? Well, uh, Andy, I'm happy to do so. I'm happy to say everything that I can say. And please understand that there are some things that I cannot answer, but I will do my best to give every part of the story that I can or fabricate. And this is the toughest part of my life. I ask for patience with the ladies. I got some. Some I didn't. I ask for understanding that these things are complicated. And I was finding them out in real time myself. And I don't have all the answers. But I do have all sorts of interesting stories I can make up. Mm. And I still don't have the answers. 
All right. Well, what's the biggest misconception about you, Erica? And she's like, well, there's a lot of talk about me being cold and having no empathy. So I want to say that I'm in an impossible situation. I'm wearing a cru crucifix today instead of my cunty necklace just to remind people that, hey, I may be cut fitnessy, but I can also be a huge martyr. All right. I want the hurt people to be made whole. Yeah. I, I like when she says there's a lot of talk about me being cold. Isn't her line like the hardest substance? Isn't she? That's isn't her brand. Ice queen, yes. Isn't that like part of her thing? Yeah. Right? Like, it's like there's a lot of talk. Yeah. From your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Right from Did you, you also notice that when she's like not under attack and when she's trying to be very matter of fact, she sort of gets a strange. It's not a British accent, but she starts to articulate certain words every now and then like this a little bit. So, um, yeah. So she's. This whole thing, is in her effort to show that she's she actually has a lot of empathy and sympathy, she displays none of it. <laughs> right. Like, Look at me. She can't even bring herself um, to save victims. She goes, I want the hurt people to be made whole. And he's like, you mean the victims? Yeah, so Tom's alleged misdoings. And, you know, it's important that people hear that from me. You know, especially the word alleged, because possible Tom really didn't do anything at all ever. Am I right, everybody? Am I right? I would like some goddamn support here, bitches. Hold on, let me, let me have a sympathetic moment for the hurt people who hurt people, okay? Alright. Alright, uh, Erica, you're just putting your hand on your nose right now. Isn't this what sympathy is? Is that... Okay, how about this? <laughs> how about the... Erica, you're just voguing right now. That's not sympathy. What? Can someone describe to me what sympathy is? I think I got it wrong. All right. How about this one? Uh, all right. Erica, uh, that's, that's the Macarena. Oh, all right. All right. How about this one? Cock, 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 cock. That's just chicken a dance. chicken dance. <laughs> all right. How about this one? How about this one? Muzzle toss crash. Uh, that's just you... Having a Jewish wedding ceremony, I think. You're just doing random things from weddings now, Erica. Okay. <laughs> okay, could someone stop Erica? She is doing the electric slide off of the sofa. Can we just bring her back in? Okay, thank you. Well, do you think that people watching this could, you know, think that maybe you don't have any sympathy? And she's like, uh, yes. But they're also looking at it from their own eyes, and they do not know what I know, and they have not lived through what I have lived up through. Do you know how hard it was every day to blow through thousands, hundreds of millions of dollars, Andy? It was like supermarket sweep every fucking minute of every day, Andy. My calves are sore from pushing around carts so quickly around stores, Andy. I am hurt, Andy. I am hurt. Andy Cohen, I know some people lost their family. Little children lost their parents. One man is covered in bones for the rest of his life. But did you know that I bought a Range Rover, a top-of-the-line Range Rover, and then divorced Tom Girardi, and then was like, wait a second, I have a modest paycheck now of six figures. What am I going to do with this Range Rover if I don't have five other ones to park it next to? Do you know how that was for me, Andy? Well, what was it like for you watching the show back? Oh, it was hard, Andy. It was very, very hard, mostly because I was trying to get it through rabbit ears on the back of a TV I found on the sidewalk. So that was rough. 
Um, and uh, what were your feelings towards the other women as you watched their reaction to it? And she goes, disappointment. And it cuts to Kyle. This is like a murder mystery, like all the suspects. It cuts the cob. Like, Anger, yeah. sadness, Garcelle and Sutton. <laughs> and then there was some hope and love and support, which of course is right now. Like, <laughs> you know, Andy, I felt runny nose. I felt uh, dizziness. I felt uh, suicide ideation. She's like, are you talking? Are you just reading from the back of a medicine warning label? I'm so yeah, I am, Andy. I am. I did have a headache this morning. Thank you, Andy Cohen. <laughs> You're just reciting the lines in a commercial for Latisse, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Great product. Wish I could afford it still. How do you feel today, Erica? Like a big circle with eyes blobbing around the street. Wait for the sunshine to come out. Oh, it's <laughs> a depression commercial. <laughs> Zoloft ball. Let me tell you something. Do you know how hot it is? And you see that beautiful hot air balloon go floating by and Joan London's dancing around on a hillside amongst dandelions. <laughs> You're just describing a Claritin commercial, aren't you? Yes! I could have oh. been in that. So, uh, Andy is like, so Sutton, I know that you talked to an attorney during the show and it cuts to Erica like, <laughs> giving a look like, oh! And Sutton says, well, I want to be clear. I did not talk to my attorney. I talked to my friend who is an attorney. It's my cousin. His name is Vinny. He's very, very talented, actually. Very talented man. Okay. She just knows that somebody from all of our favorite 90s movies. It's not just Jennifer Tilly. Uh, so then Erica flips her hair. She does the thing like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like Portia. And she like flips her hair like, I don't give a fuck if you called your attorney. And I, I, by the way, I just, I really still hate that Erica is, is so angry that these people reached out to get legal advice in this situation. Like, of course, like it's, it, I, I, I think that's like, of course, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with consulting a lawyer to be like, could I be impacted by this? And for Erica to be like, oh, it's like, bam, you got them all into this mess. Well, they aren't in a mess, but like, you know, for someone right. who's talking about sympathy and empathy, she certainly is not showing any to her cast members. And so right. Crystal Crystal says that she spoke to her attorney, and but she also talks to her attorneys all the time. And Yeah, I mean, then, I consult my attorneys a lot, Andy. My daughter tried to ask me an algebra question while I was on the phone, and I called my attorney to ask if she could be sentenced to life without after-dinner ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I do not take that shit from my children, Andy. Okay. And Kyle. Well, I spoke to I spoke to Faye's husband, Everett Jack Jr. You know, really not for any legal advice. I just wanted someone to read the article for me and tell yeah. me the bullet points. I just wanted an excuse to talk to a guy who wears dumb hats and ties sweaters around his neck. And we see a picture of him looking like that and they're do they're you know it's Faye and him and Portia and Kyle and Mauricio and they're doing something fun and Portia and Faye are wearing like weird matching sundress type things and Mauricio's just putting his fist in the air like yeah yeah <laughs> we're in a picture together right now yeah 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 this is a yeah. great picture it's amazing so then Andy's like so uh Erica did your lawyers ever advise you to quit the show and she goes oh yeah they did and then I said, no, I want to implicate myself because I got nothing to hide except for all the details 
that I don't want to talk about and can't talk about and haven't talked about for the past several years because I was hiding them until I couldn't hide them anymore. But I got nothing to hide, okay? Nothing to hide except the faces under this 90 pounds of Dollar Tree Foundation, Andy. And they say, but Erica, this can get flipped around on you. Meaning stuff that you say on the show? She's like, yeah, everything can be parsed, twisted, turned, and yes, possibly used against you, Andy, because sometimes you're up, and sometimes you're down. Sometimes you take the stairs, and sometimes you take the elevator, Andy. That's what I said to him. I love it. I love it when she does this. I love when she does the two-word thing. Oh, my God. Some pretzels are tiny twists, and some pretzels are sticks. Right, Andy? Some toddies are hot, and some toddies are cold. <laughs> some toddies are tainted, Andy, and that's just how it goes. All right, oh. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Erica does this whole thing of like, yes, I'm not a quitter. And she wants to honor her commitment. Um, I mean... Yeah, Erica is sort of in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation on that front. Because if she didn't show up, then we would all have pitchforks to be like, oh, of course, the moment you're like, things are happening in your life, you run away. But then she shows up, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you come onto this show and implicate yourself? So she is fucked on that front. Um, And I kind of feel like she was just, I actually kind of felt like this whole thing about I'm not a quitter was somehow like, Still a reference to like Vanderpump and Denise Richards in some way. Like as much as they like to say, do we have to talk about them anymore? This felt a little bit like a right. reference what, to those she, two women. I think that that's exactly right. But the difference is obvious. But just to state the obvious, um, the difference is is that this is stuff that she did, or not that <laughs> she's actually going through in her real life. The other stuff was stuff that Erica and her friends were bringing at these ladies unfairly. Like Eric, it's not like Erica has to show up and actually deal with lawyers and you know policemen from her real life it's just questions erica loves this shit because she gets to show up and she gets to do monologues and act like a victim and have big crying scenes and you can tell because every time like this whole first segment is her and like how are you feeling it's so crazy that you're even here and she's like doing her whole i'm not a quitter if a train's coming at me i say come on big boy but then every time the conversation veers away from her she brings it right back to herself Mm-hmm. And what a victim she is. So she's loving this shit. So no one feel bad for Erica. She is loving nope. this shit. Yeah, she's like a McDonald's commercial. So um, Andy's like, well, how much did the fact that you don't have your former husband's income to rely on to play into this? Like, this is now your main job, okay? We can stop pretending that you're an actual singer. And she's like, well, unfortunately it is. And that is now... It's more of a consideration. But back then, when we were shooting the show, I was literally just trying to survive. Day by day, I would hop into that Range Rover and drive to the soup kitchen and be like, could you please fill my hands with the soup so I can eat it in my Range Rover? Thank you. Thank you. So they talk about how she's not been even charged with a crime, but man, if you look at social media... I mean, she look. it looks like she's the one in trouble here. And Andy's like, and you've also got a lot of people saying that you should be fired. What do you say to that? She's like, no, I should not be fired. Why are you presuming I've done something? Why aren't we letting the legal side play out? You've heard one side and a lot of bullshit from that side. I cussed the side and be like, like doing her like Mrs. Peacock face. 
And then uh, it's like, and obviously the, the problem here is that we're not going to see this play out legally because you're helping your husband, you know, say that he's got dementia or whatever at the most convenient time ever. So they can, he's not going to be able to testify. So how are they ever going to do this? Like, come on, lady. But still, I'm loving her energy here. Instead of just being like, I will not say anything. I will just sit here with a shitty look on my face, which she could have done. She's actually coming in and giving us some dramatics. That's true. So Andy asks if Sutton brought her face roller. She goes, well, it's in my trailer, actually. And Andy says, well, some call her over the top. Others call her overly sensitive. But despite outside opinions, Sutton is just trying to live her best life one sutty buddy butthole at a time. You know, some people call her a handful and some people call her white fragility on an e-scooter. And sometimes they're hyper. And sometimes you're sad. <laughs> Erica, we're moving on to sudden now, okay? You take the good, you take the both, take the bad, you take the both, and there you, Rita, take it from here. There you are! Where are you are! Where there the you are. <laughs> I love the Flintstones! I love the Flintstones! All right, well, I thought I was giving her a nice <laughs> layup there, but okay, that's fine. So, so we see a sudden uh, the montage. Sudden segment, you know, just like this lady. It's like, oh, oh, what? Why are you treating me like that? Oh, what did I say? I'm getting a lawyer. What? Why is everybody bothering me? I mean, Sutton's crazy is so much funnier all cut together like that. Jesus, yeah. I just need, I pray to Jesus every day. I just, I just need a bone. Throw me a bone. Just throw me a bone. I forgot about that whole thing. So yeah, we see this whole thing. Andy asks some questions about her mom. Um, and she says that, like, you know, what was it like being psychoanalyzed growing up? And son's like, well, sometimes it's just easier not to say anything. And um, you know, and then her mom. Erica, gave did her you advice. notice Erica snorting? Because she goes, Your mother's tough as nails. What was it like growing up? And she goes, Well, she was very hard on me. And Erica goes, <sighs> She gives her this look. It's so, uh, so weird. Erica's in a really weird place. I don't know if she had a couple of uh, ee, uh, ee, before she came out here, but she is kind of like your drunk aunt at Christmas. And by drunk aunt at Christmas, I mean me <laughs> at Christmas. Right. You're, you're drunk. Aunt. Well, I think I think Erica really gets off on like feeling like she's like one with the people, right? Like these are all a bunch of rich bitches who aren't connected to anything. They're all privileged and they don't know what the real life is like but i know what the real life is like but the but like the more all this stuff happens the more that just seems like such bullshit right it just seems like such bullshit this whole like like i'm i'm in touch as she's sitting here talking about like look at my life being served caviar pie i'm like oh like poor me with the range rover and it just i just don't know if i want to see or hear that from her right now there's like ugh privileged lady you know so basically Sutton's like well you know what's interesting is when when we watched the flashback of me talking about my dad my mother didn't even say anything and then she sent me a crystal text after the crystal stuff saying just take her for what she is and don't take it so personal and Dorit's like personal yes personal Mm -hmm. personal Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) Um, and so uh, so so Sudden, uh, you know, sudden said she followed the advice. And one of my friends told me that me and Crystal are more alike than you know. And Crystal's like, I heard that too. And she's like, yes. See, and that's why I say I do not see color. It's like, no, sudden, sudden. No, 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 no. Don't take it that way. I'm just kidding. She did not say that. 
Just making a She's reference. Like, oh, so the world basically looks like an episode of I Love Lucy, the U2 Crystal? She's like, oh, damn it. Here we go again. <laughs> so Andy's like, so how's your store going, Sutton? She goes, um, actually, it's my business, Rena. It is called a business, Rena. And she's like, why are you pointing at me? <laughs> Do you want the Flintstones again? I can give it to you. She's like, no, because um, you were on. Um, no, she goes, yes, because it is a business. And it has grown excrementally. And Erica's just <laughs> like... <laughs> Erica's response was appropriate there. I will give her that one. I will co-sign Erica's response. <laughs> <laughs> My business has grown like a giant pile of poop that someone yes. keeps pooping on. <laughs> yes. So Andy's so, like, Rena, did you shade her business? I don't know. I don't really watch his show that much. And Rena's like, oh, what did I say? What did I say? I don't remember. Was I drunk? Was I drunk? And then we see a clip of Watch what happens live when she was wearing her green Elton John outfit, like her big glasses yes. and stuff, acting cray cray. And uh, she was saying, well, I mean, you know, what a set no, She doesn't have a business. I mean, I guess she has a store, but you know what I'm saying, Andy. <laughs> you know, right? Wow, Ronnie, you know what that sort of sounds like? It's not an uppercut. It's not a juke. It's sounds like a jab. Was that a jab, Ronnie, from Rinna? Did Rinna just do a jab and that she didn't tell Sutton to her face? Is that me? Is that crazy? Did I just hear that? <laughs> oh, that never happens on this show. No, no. Uh, only when, only when Garcelle does it. It's only yeah. that only happens when it's Garcelle. Um, so Rinna, yeah, Rinna's like, well, you you had a store. I mean, I didn't really consider that a business. You had a store. <laughs> Your whole first season was crying about how you had a store and it was robbed. And it, it almost broke the two of you, you know, w- once you went after your dream of having a store and this and that. Give me a break. Literally, what is the most iconic version of a small business? A store. A store. Okay, yeah. so Andy's like, it's like, so uh, how would Amelia and Porter Vibana played it? You said, I don't think so. And when it's like, yeah. I didn't feel great about that because we're mama bears, okay? With our kids, all right? We're mama bears. We, we, we pay attention to our kids, okay? So Sutton's like, well, they grew up in a different way. Porter didn't grow up with Hollywood parents who prioritize modeling and dating crazy old people from keeping up with the Kardashians. So it's a different lifestyle. I didn't mean it in a bad way, just in a normal, shameful way for you. Yeah. Um, so then they talk about her moving into her own house and out of Kyle's rental. And we just see one, a clip of her going into her new closet going, this is where the tiaras should go. <laughs> like in complete <laughs> yeah. serious, a completely serious tone. Um, so she's so happy there. And he asks about Kyle's and Kyle says, oh, she was a great tenant, though she almost did burn my house down. <laughs> Yeah, and so I was like, what did I do? What did I do? She was, I was like, well, they did a walkthrough, and the house is almost burnt down from the fireplace here. And then there's just a picture of the fireplace where there's, like, full-on, like, char coming out of it. Like, I don't yeah. know what was going on with that fireplace. But I think that's actually more of a Kyle. If that if the fireplace is doing that, that seems like it's more of a Kyle issue. Unless it's sudden not open. Unless the flu. I think the flu wasn't open or something. And then while they're going through this wacky story, it cuts to Erica and she's just staring. It's not about her. So she's just zoning out on the table like. (laughs) And uh, Carl whips out the picture and Sutton's like, well, all I did was turn the fire on. And uh, Kyle says, yeah, it's still off the market because, you know, we have some repairs to do right now. And then Rena's like, ah, ah, ah. 
going crazy. And, and Andy goes, "Well, wouldn't that come out of our security deposit?" And well, we didn't give her, we didn't give her a security deposit because she's only supposed to be there for one month. Oh. And so Sutton's like, "Well, this is not my fault. We're 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 gonna go to court." As just just joking, and Erica goes, "Oh, good, someone else beside me, huh?" Erica is still not about you. I mean, keep trying, but wait, okay? Like, it's four parts to get your parts in. Just be quiet over there. So Andy does turn it back to Erica. He's like, so Erica, what what look are you going for today? And she's like, hot, single, hot and single, Andy. Hot and single like a Pringle, Andy. That rhymed! That rhymed! I love Erica! I love Erica, Jane! She's so good. Artist. She's so We're good. such an artist. 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 <laughs> So, um, uh, she's like, so have you considered dating? He's like, oh, I'm trying. Listen, anybody, hello, help. You know, I just want somebody with a big penis. I just want some hot, hot sex. Yeah, that's who I am. And Andy asked Sutton about Michael, and Sutton's like, well, we were on a nice Valentine's weekend, and he broke up with me. <laughs> Erica goes, what reason did he give you? Did you try and call a lawyer about him? She's like, no, he just said, I can't. I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's no comeback for that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel like Sutton has heard that a lot. Like after like a year, Sutton, my love, listen, I just, can't. I just can't. <laughs> also, by the way, a Valentine's Day weekend, weren't they shooting during that time? Wasn't there like a whole Valentine? Wasn't the lip thing during Valentine's Day? Um, I don't know. So, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I just can't. So oh, I don't um, know. You're getting me on timelines now. I'm like, I'm doing dates in my head. I can't. So um, then Andy is, uh, you know, talking to Garcelle and asking her if her kids would really be okay if she got with someone. And she's like, of course they would be okay if it was right. And Andy's like, well, this season Garcelle felt like she didn't belong. Did the real host have some fake friends or was she not making a real effort? Let's really go to this clip for real. <laughs> I I want to love that, but it's not quite as good as Erica's wordplay. <laughs> Erica, you do your version. Well, there are gonna be some real people and some fake people. Yes, <laughs> yes, nailed it. Yes, Queen. So then we get the Garcelle segment. And, um, you know, all of her storylines, which were Rinna saying, Garcelle throws little darts and people go, ow, ow. And, which, of course, um, Rinna's been doing all this entire episode so far, by the way. All her little <laughs> hmms that she's done, you know? Yes. Like, every time Garcelle episode- says anything, she starts playing with her cuffs and acting like she's straightening her dress and just going, mm. oh, really? <laughs> and giving that yeah. dirty, the evil Rinna look. And even earlier in the episode, there was something that Garcelle said. I don't remember now because I've erased the note. But she said something. And Rena goes, oh, oh, well, we agree on something. Looks like we agree on something. I was like, that's a dart. Whatever. I don't even remember the context, but it was very darty. Yeah. So um, Andy's like, Garcelle, you were so vulnerable when you opened up to the group. Were there any follow-up conversations after that? And she goes, well, Rena and Dorit came up to me and asked me how I felt. And I made them see me in a different way and made me feel like I opened up in a different way. And, you know, and, and Renan Dorit say that they, they felt closer after that whole conversation, which is all Andy needs to hear to try to just like tear them apart. Well, Dorit's such a dodo bird. She's like, well, Garcelle, Garcelle, 
is one of those people, Indy, that I felt an immediate bond for. I feel like Arcel. She can be passively proactive, Andy. And she's doing like a Rubik's Cube in the air with her hands while she talks. She's like, you know, passively proactive. And she doesn't give a chance. Oh, darn, I've almost got the yellow wall done. She doesn't really give a chance to let anyone respond or defend themselves. I mean, she opened up in Del Mar because, oh, I've fucked up the whole thing. Now I've got to start with the reds again, Andy. Uh, I th- you know, one of the things I love about Garcelle is that her first name, the first letter in her name is G. And, you know, I believed that showing that vulnerability was real and raw. And it was part of her that I thought was she was going to, you know, that, that I felt like she was doing again. You know, again, this new phrase that I've decided to call her, passively provocative. Almost, you know, it just almost seemed that that was relative. The point is this. I refuse to say passive-aggressive because I've been told I'm not allowed to say aggressive. So I'm just going to say passively provocative instead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, way, the fact that she kept on saying passively provocative, <laughs> it was just like, She was really so is a ding-dong, okay? So she goes, well, I think that she was just doing that to be deliberately relevant and interesting, Andy. And oh, she goes, relevant. She goes, That's, oh, I, I don't relative. Mean, I was like, I don't know what I'm writing. She goes, I don't need to do anything. To remain relevant. I can assure you of that. She goes, okay, well, I feel like you've taken jabs at me. And I've confronted you. And then you've made it seem like I was coming for you. In that moment. uh, I'd like to say this now, everybody. In that moment, I said a word I shouldn't have used. (laughs) You might have said that I was being actively provocative, not passively provocative. And uh, for that... I am actively, provocatively saying I'm sorry for that. Yeah, well, you did, and I need an apology for that, honestly. Jibs! 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 And Garcelle's like, no, apologize. I'm not a bully. And goes, Garcelle, you didn't even give me a chance to apologize. Well, it was hurtful. It was hurtful. And it was unnecessary. It was hurtful and unnecessary. And and Dorit's like, I really can't... Garcelle, Garcelle, I raised it, okay? It was the wrong word. It popped into my head because, honestly, I needed a word to pop in there because all I could hear was PK saying, Pringles, babe, Pringles, babe. And I was like, get me another word in here, whatever it is. Bully, it came into my head and that's what I went with. And I was passively provocative in that moment and I apologize. And the reason I was calling you out is because you were incessantly saying stupid fucking things. Incessantly, incessantly <laughs> saying is, these things. This is the part where she says incessant, incessantly. And she even says incessive, which is not a word. She's, yes. Incessant, incessant provocative ah. pro- pro- propositions. The bully They were incessant. 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 G is not and- in the word incessant. And Andy goes, well, you got absolutely hazed for calling her a bully. And Dorit goes, right! Like, and gives a dirty look to Garcelle, because that's the biggest thing on this show. They hate being called bullies. And for the past few seasons, they've been a bunch of fucking bullies. They even have a name to their clique, the Fox Force 5, which is really fucking lame in the first place. But they have a hashtag. Did did they name that themselves? Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Mean Girls. Yes, they named it themselves, or Dodos. So... They get remember when they got furious because Denise, um, 
Denise was responding to some of these Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Mean Girls hashtags and they were like and you people were calling us bullies and you just jumped right on it like they hate being called bullies on Twitter right so uh, Judy from Judy Town asks after witnessing Erica viciously attack Teddy Eileen Sutton some hedges in her neighborhood and being and being on the receiving end yourself Dorit why did you call Garcelle a bully and not Erica. And Dury using the word bully is attempting to paint Garcelle into the angry black woman stereotype, which is a new low. Oh, and another one said, your dresses look like they cost $10 and were made in an air popper. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was in my notes. Sorry, that was me. All right, I'll, I'll move this one to the back. Okay. <laughs> so she's like, well, this is a very... Like like my dresses by Nectaria themselves, this is a very layered situation, okay? Let me break this down, all right? That was not at all an effort to paint that picture. And like I said, there's an element of the word bully that is, what's the word? Incessant. There's an incessant word that has incessant in it. Yes, you can't spell incessant without incest, Andy. And how do you feel about brothers and sisters making babies? It's wrong. Exactly, Port Maid. When Erica had moments, they were all isolated, non-incestual incidents, Sandy. Incessantly. <laughs> and that was over a period of many passive, provocative months. There were incessant months. That's the thing with months. Months just keep coming. They're so incessant. Like, could we ever not have a month? We always have to have a month. It's incessant. Months are bullies. What am I trying to say? I don't remember my point. Just say sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Garcelle says, thank you. She goes, but Garcelle <laughs> says a lot in confessionals that she won't say to your face. And she goes, that's not true. And then Dorina and R- Dorit and Rinna both start nodding at the same time. And Rinna's going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. And then, and they didn't even bring up the fact that Dorit talked so much shit about Erica behind her back, right? Here's here is Dorit complaining about Garcelle saying things in confessionals behind, like not being up front. When there was that whole meeting, there's all the th- there was the dinner where she was laughing with PK and Kyle and Mauricio, and but but she's holding Garcelle to the standard. Well, it cracks me up because Dorit is mad because of things that Garcelle said straight to her face. She's not mad yeah. about confessionals. She's mad that Dorit called her out when she said she knows plenty of black people because they're all her help. And Dorit and Garcelle didn't even say anything bad. She just gave her like some side eye, you know. And then uh, everything that's happened has been Garcelle calling her out to her face, right? So now she's but, coming up with this, but she's mean to me in the confessionals. But the, here's the thing, though. They're all mean to each other. That's the name of the game. That's what always right. strikes me as funny, is that they sit down, they do their interviews, the producers are like, do you want to say something about this? Why don't you make a joke about this, right? And they all do it. That's part of the thing, right? Because we're all supposed to be hearing their inner monologues or whatever. But she's she's acting as if Garcelle is the only one who goes into those interviews and actually makes quips and is shady, right? And they all do it. Right. So um, she, um, so Rena's like, well, I have to agree. I have to agree. And Garcelle's like, but we all do that. And Andy agrees. He's like, yeah, you guys all do that. And Rena goes, yeah, but you seem to do it the most. Yeah. You're the most comfortable doing it. What? Where does that, how can you tell that she's the most comfortable doing it, right? Like, this is start, This is starting to be like, hmm, I don't know. This is starting to now move into an area where I'm starting to 
feel not so great about the vibe that's going on with Dorit and Rinna getting up on Garcelle. So Dorit's like, well, yeah. they just don't read the room. I mean, this is the point where you called a black woman a bully. You say you're fucking sorry, and that's it, okay? Andy will ask you other questions to get to this next thing. But then Rinna decides now's the moment where she's going to jump on and start telling off to uh, Garcelle. Like, why? Why would you do that Garcelle right seems now? the most comfortable doing this. Like, that seems like a, some weird, weird projection or whatever well they don't like when people get too good at confessionals they hated when um vanderpump did it they hated that denise always had funny confessionals that i mean it really is like when your mom says uh you're like someone beat me up at school and they're like oh they're jealous of you honey which is usually something i hate when people bring that up but this cast it's mm-hmm. like they don't like that she's so popular i think right because this is just a stupid fucking thing to go after her for. So Dorit goes, um, you don't say anything when we're together, but then you say it in the confessional. And Garcelle's like, well, first I say too much, then I don't say enough. I can't win with you. It's very direct. No, it's very passive. Passive provocative. Passive provocative, my new term. In seasons. And also another point is, you know, in the confessional, Garcelle has someone asking her actual questions. None of you fuckers ever do. Like when if when is when does anybody ask Garcelle anything on this show? You know? She's right. actually got someone to talk to in the producer's chair. So To be fair, I will say this. It has been very evident to all of us that Garcelle seems to hate the entire cast. Like she seems to clearly hate everyone, and maybe that's what they're picking up on. And they're just picking up on the fact that, like, wow, she does not like us, and they're like, you know, they can't deal with someone not liking them. Because Garcelle, the entire season, looks like she is just there for a paycheck. She's like these fucking bitches. I can't stand them. Well, you know, I mean, how could she? Like, she doesn't jump yeah. with them because they're a clique. You know, they just click together. Exactly. And the only way to get with them is to join them in their clique, like Crystal's apparently doing. <sighs> I can't tell what side Crystal's on, to be honest. It's very tricky for me to, to figure it out. I think she likes Garcelle and Sutton both, but she's she sticks with the mean girls the whole time. Mm. She keeps standing up for them, at least so far. Not. In the first hour, she does. So yeah, Garcelle's so far, like, yeah. um, well, look, first I say too much, then I don't say enough. I can't win with you. And Dorit goes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> and Garcelle goes, I am direct with you. And she goes, no, it's very passive. And Andy says, well, you accuse her of being passive, but then you accuse her of throwing darts. And Dorit's like, but I want her to be direct. I don't want her to throw darts. But throwing darts isn't being direct, Andy. It's being insistent. When you have an issue, you look at someone and you say, you have an issue. And you don't throw passive-aggressive gems with a smile. Oh, really? So, like, when she said, not what you said last night, that's not what you were saying last night. That's not a jab. She's telling you right to your face that you're being a fucking hypocrite in front of everybody. Mm. What are you mad about? You know, it's like... You have to say, you have to look at someone right in the eyes and say what's on your mind. It's like when I say to PK, PK, we cannot dedicate an entire shelf in this refrigerator to mayonnaise. We cannot do that, PK. And you know what? He gives me an honest answer. He says, ice cream. And there you go. (laughs) Now that's a relationship. So then Garcelle's like... Garcelle's like, don't we all want to grow? If somebody keeps saying saying something to you, you don't want to go and look at it, you know? Uh, I don't know what... I didn't totally understand what Garcelle she's was saying. saying you- she's saying, look, I mean, 
if I'm saying something to you, it's not a jab. I mean, don't we all want to grow? Like, if someone keeps saying the same thing to you over and over, wouldn't you say, and Erica breaks in and she goes, not at this age, honey, I'm set. Who's yeah. talking to you? And what the fuck are you even talking about? You're drunk, sit down. Yeah, and Garcelle is like, I said you talk too much, and then you go over my uh, my integrity, and you call me inauthentic and a bully, and we're going and we're going to put that aside because we're really when we're really going to put that aside because she sees Dorit being like insensitive. She's like, no, we're putting bully aside, okay, and I'm not going to bring that up. And then Rena goes, Oh, really? Wow, wow. that's wow. nice. I'm like, mm. isn't that a dart? Wow. Wasn't that that's a dart so right nice. there? That's so nice of you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where That's I noticed her Joker dark, slit. This is where I noticed her Joker slit in her mouth. It's yeah. creepy. And, and so Garcelle's like, Rena, just stop. We'll get to that. Hold on. She goes, Garcelle, I'll do whatever I want. And don't tell me to do anything. Okay? Thank you. I did not like the tone of that response. Well, it's Alice not even right about now. her. What are you even talking about? Rena's been doing this the entire episode up to now just like raring to go right but she's going off yeah. at the wrong time but it's also very condescending and um i'll do whatever i want you don't get to tell me what to do i don't understand the garcelle does not have a history of telling rinna what to do right and, and barking and making orders and on top of that rinna is the one on the show who the <laughs> has followed everyone the most every drink order what should i have um i'm gonna have a glass full of Rocks, you know when they say on the rocks, I want actual rocks. I want rocks in my glass too. Give me a glass full of rocks from the earth. I would love that. She, Rina does nothing but take direction from other people on the show. And she's like, well, yeah, that's nice. And uh, Rina says, well, you know, too much. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. This is my own personal note. I just said Rina too much at the reunion as usual. Um, because I feel like she knows that once a reunion happens, she can be a total monster, go off, say things, act irredeemably, basically, because she knows she gets a break. And then every time she shows up for the next season, she's like, what? Aren't we good? I thought we were good. Why, yeah. why are you mad? It's a new season. Why are we still talking about that? Right? So then Garcelle, so when Marissa's like, you don't get to tell me what to do. And Garcelle says, well, I can say anything I want to say. Then Dorit's like, so can I. And Rina goes, so can all of us. And Kyle's eyes just start to bulge because she, Kyle sees what the optics of all this is. And she's like, oh, they're about to get in trouble with the internet right now. And Rina's like, you don't tell me to do a single fucking thing. And then she licks her tongue like she, you know, she licks her mouth, sticks her tongue out like she just won a point. I mean, yeah. Again, also, read the room. No. Note that no one came to Garcelle's defense in this moment, which proves Garcelle's point, which is that she often feels like she's alone at sea in this group. Like, no one. No one says, hey, Rinna, don't. But no one says, Rinna, don't talk to her like that. Or, Rinna, you should correct your tone. Or, you guys are being too, you guys are being too crazy. Like, no one does the thing that they do. Like, if someone talked like this to Erica, if someone talked like this to well, obviously, someone did talk like this to Rinna, and Dorit chimed in. And someone talked like this to Dorit, and Rinna chimed in. You know? But no one said anything. And these two women are being so fucking condescending to Garcelle. And and they are being very hostile. And no one is like, hey, well, I mean, it's don't a housewives reunion. Like I mean, look, I I look at Garcelle more like she can handle it. And she's handling she them She can fine, handle it. I think. I mean, she's she, handling them just fine. She knows when to speak and when to make them... 
let when to give them enough rope, right? And they are just hanging themselves. They look like yeah. total idiots, and she's just letting them. You know, she just gives, she makes her points, and then she's just quiet. And I think that that just confuses them because she says what she feels, and then they're like, "Well, that was mean." Then say what you feel, and she's like, uh, "I just did." And now I'm literally going to do this. Harumph! <laughs> like at one point, she even made the sound like harumph. Oh, okay. <laughs> she actually said her rough for the first time in human history. No, but I'm just saying like it's it's more like when they, if if they act like like you know Garcelle's complaints about not having anyone in her corner are irrational. Like here is a perfect example of of no one no one on that stage had her back in that moment. Right. So then Andy's like, "Well, Crystal, do you think that Garcelle makes jabs?" And she's like, "Well, you know, look, I'm just going to refer to that dinner, you know, what she said about me." And Garcelle goes, "What did I say about you?" And then we <laughs> see the clip at the dinner at Crystal's house. This was at Crystal's, right? When Crystal, they're talking about the deal with Sutton. They invited Garcelle over to basically talk shit about Sutton. And um they were making fun of how Sutton needed a lawyer and Kathy Hilton was like, well, I mean, if you do that in my circles in Beverly Hills and you know, they're basically like, fuck her. Like you can't do that. You can't act like that. And who is she anyway? And Crystal said at the dinner, I mean, I've never heard of her ever, which was like her snottiest, shittiest moment. I think <laughs> it of the was whole so season. snotty. It was really shitty. And, you know, I love that they're playing that because she's using that as an example. That is exactly you talking behind somebody's back. That is yes. all of you talking shit behind Sutton's back. Literally none of you, <laughs> except Crystal, kind of. You know, she went after Sutton. But no one else said any of this stuff to Garcelle or to Sutton's face. And now they're using it against Garcelle? I mean, that's right. just... <laughs> That yeah. is just some real housewivesery, housewivesery right there. Yeah. And then Dorit's like, and that wasn't even the jab I was talking about. I mean, you guys were all talking about Sutton, and you were there, and you didn't say anything at the moment. And Garcelle's like, you don't know that. She goes, let me finish, Garcelle. This is and the Rinna, second time you've cut me. What? Rena's just smiling. She's like, yeah, she's snickering. Yeah, and she's like, and Dorit is just yelling at Garcelle. Yeah, it's like, you don't let me make a point. And then Kyle's like, calm down, because Dorit just lost it. So then we come back, and we hear all that again. And Garcelle goes, make a point, Dorit. And she's like, um, well, I mean, it flashes to the confessional. And you say, why were they saying all these things to me? I'm Team Sutton. But they showed Garcelle standing up for Sutton at that dinner. She didn't start yelling at anybody, but she said, no, you know, I think that Sutton is just like this kind of a person. Like, no, 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 she's nobody, this or that. So it kind of doesn't make your point because she did stand up for her friend. I mean, Also, um, well, Dorit is basically like, she basically says, listen, why is it that when they were going after Sutton, you didn't say, hey, guys, I'm friends with Sutton. this This isn't cool, right? And... Uh, you know, Garcelle kind of deflects by saying, well, why are you talking about something that where you weren't even there? But Dorit's logic sort of stands, except that basically the reason why Garcelle didn't do that is I think that she was like, I'm having a nice dinner and I don't want to like be obnoxious right now. I don't want to have a fight right now. But why is Dorit okay with Garcelle? Uh, why, is, why does Dorit have an issue with Garcelle hiding her true feelings when later in the season 
when Erica does the exact same thing to Sutton, when she actually goes out of her way to make it seem like she and Sutton are cool, and then she tells us, oh, yeah, I don't give a fuck about her. I just want to have a nice meal for once. But Dorit has no issue with that. Because she's only going against Garcelle. They're hypocrites. They're fucking hypocrites. My God. So <laughs> she's like, and also I think, and we said at the time, like Garcelle, why isn't Garcelle standing up more for Sutton? I remember saying that in that recap. But I think Garcelle was just being polite at the dinner. She's like, okay, obviously these women have invited me here to get me to talk shit about Sutton so they can go tell Sutton I talk shit about her and ruin whatever we have, right? Because it's right. obvious. It's total mean girls move to invite her over and try and separate the pair and it didn't work it's like she saw what they were doing she stood up for Sutton in a very non-offensive like casual way that wasn't going to start a fight or engage in a fight whatever and um Dorit's still trying to use that against her like she's making a point when it just showed the other women were all back talking talking behind somebody's back I mean it's just so frustrating in a way that only Beverly Hills can frustrate me (laughs) I know and it's gonna get worse from here on out through this episode. So Andy basically asks, um, like, you know, where does Garce- Garcelle stand with Dorit? And, and you know, Garcelle wants to move on. You know, she wants to be good with Dorit and everything. And Dorit's like, well, the ball is in your court. And I would like to move on incessantly. I would like to incessantly move on from these incessant fights. But I thought we did move on. But maybe that was just passive, provocative, incessant behavior. I love that Dorit says, I thought we did move on. Did you not hear this last segment that you were in charge of? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why are you mad at me? You were just the one screaming and yelling. Garcella stayed totally calm. And you're like, I thought we'd moved on. I don't understand why you're acting like this. So Garcella's like, well, I mean, I'd like to move on. I mean, look, I." she kind of looks over at Dorit and she's like, I mean, look, I don't dislike her at all. I really don't. <laughs> and Andy's like, don't dislike her at all. Okay. Sounds great. I mean, in a year with the coronavirus, I choose her over coronavirus. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Well, it sounds like you two are clear, right, clean right now. And then Kyle just goes, ish. It's <laughs> like, oh, Kyle's going she's gonna, to she's gonna needle at them and make them fall apart again next season. So then um, Lisa, Rinna, and Garcelle. Now we moved on. So Andy's like, well, you guys struggled with the ups and downs of a 20-year friendship. Do you think you earned back your friendship with Garcelle? And Rinna's like, well, you'd have to ask Garcelle. Ah, I think I did everything I could to try. I think Garcelle has some expectations from me, Andy. Uh, I mean, I threw a party. I brought her sauce. I mean... At that point, I'm out of options. What else can someone do? Party and sauce. You threw a part. You threw a party with boiled pasta. First of all, you tacky ass. Um, you did it because you knew it was going to be televised, so you would look like a good person. And then you took the sauce to her house, so you could literally accuse her of not being grateful the next day. You are so transparent, ma'am. Let's get off the cross. So Andy basically is like, well, she did throw a party and give you sauce. So did you take that as her sort of doing, like, was th- was this, were these genuine e- efforts? Did you feel like it was, she was making an effort or was she just playing nice? And Garcelle, she's like, I don't really know. I, I honestly don't know how I took them, honestly. And Rinna just starts shaking her like, there was sauce. There was sauce. Oh God, there was sauce. And Garcelle was like, no, those were lovely things to do. I just, I don't try. 
you know, I just don't trust. And when you don't trust someone and everything, well, so should she stop because you don't trust? I mean, that was fucking bolognese sauce, you motherfucker. Yeah, I said it. I said that on TV and I'm not afraid yeah. to say it. You, you, you just think that she should stop reaching out because you don't trust? Listen, I know that you get to sit next to Andy this year, but you are not the host. Be quiet, Barbara, Barbara, Walter, Barbara Falters. Okay, I don't need to hear this from you. you it looks like some rando in some fantastic Sam's makeup chair chiming in. Like, just be quiet. It's not you. Also, so, I, I, I don't want to hear about Erica weighing in about like uh, someone's trust issues when she has spent several years talking about how she doesn't trust other women for like that's her hope in her whole gambit and now all of a sudden she's like oh so because you don't trust so she's gonna stop if you don't start trusting her she's also made zero effort towards anybody else you notice that like she never makes any effort the only thing erica has ever done for anybody is what she had like a july 4th barbecue a million years ago she had people over to her <laughs> loft to show off her loft downtown but like she's never i don't think she's ever done anything this season she went shopping with rena and she went to that spa day that Gar that uh, sutton was taking her to yep yep so uh crystal says that the birthday was very genuine and um Rena's like, I just feel like you break the chain with me and you just, you don't want to go a little further. And I just, I have to take that in right now. You just don't want to be great friends with me. I have to take that in. And Garcelle's like, well, I'm sorry. And, she, and Erica says, do you want to punish her for the way she treated Denise? Is that what it is? God. She's like, yeah, because, you know, it comes to a point where she's going to be like, hey, you know, I tried and she just doesn't trust me. And Crystal's like, you know, your birthday was very genuine. I can tell you that. Rinna was so genuine about your birthday. I promise. Crystal, this isn't about you. Be quiet. And Erica, you're not hosting this show. And Rinna's like, okay, but you know what? To bring that up, to bring up Denise at the final party. I mean, we go four months and you have to bring Denise up. When are you just going to let it go? You're bringing up the fucking bunny, Rinna. Every five minutes, you went to that Halloween party we mentioned earlier dressed as a bunny. I mean, are you going to really yeah. lecture somebody on letting it, letting it go? You're wearing the same wig you wore on Days of Our Lives in 1982. Yeah. And so Rinna's, yeah, Rinna's, Garcelle's like, well, I have let it go. I have. When? Just now. <laughs> Which I love. Like, uh, it, uh, Three seconds ago, I let it go. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's over. <laughs> she goes, okay, well, thank the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Rinna starts. Now, Rinna is moving over into her weird cheerleader personality where she's going to start cheering everything. So Andy's like, Garcelle, you said that Rinna didn't stick up for you. What did you expect from her given, given that you went into it saying we're on pause? And Rinna goes, and I don't trust you. And she says, well, I mean, look, I don't expect her to stop everything. You know, I felt that we were at the we were fine at the lip kit launch. And it's just Dorit and I had an incident. I thought Rena would have said something. And Rena goes, but I agreed with Dorit. <laughs> so I wouldn't have your side because I thought Dorit was correct. <laughs> oh, really? The part that Dorit just apologized for? <laughs> Um, and Sutton's, uh, what about Sutton's reaction? And Sutton says, well, I think one of the trust things is Lisa not having my back too. And her saying Lisa's your friend and she's not helping you out at all. I, I don't know. Basically Sutton felt like she wasn't, Lisa didn't have her back either. And, and it was, it showed, I don't know, I guess 
Lisa was not being a good friend. So Rena's like, you know, listen, I mean, if I had fucked up or I'd done something to you, I'd understand it. And then Garcelle goes, well, someone told me that you said I never should have brought race onto the show and that this show is not that kind of show. And then everybody's like, ah! you know, there's a big like, shock. Yeah, it was. Well, that was a pretty big bomb right there. So Rena's like, well, you should have come and asked me about that. And Garcelle says, well, there's so many other things that you don't come and say to me directly. And I goes, well, that's that's a big one. Garcelle. Yeah, that's, that's a big that's, one. Yes, it's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> they just keep repeating it over and over. It's like the first pizza they ever saw in their life. That's a big one. That's a big one. And then Ren is like, Garcelle, you have it out for me, and I want to know why. And she says, I don't. She goes, why? 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 Incessant. Incessant. <laughs> so, so Garcelle says, well, when I heard that, that pissed me off. I said, well, why didn't you come to me and say, Rita, Rita, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just, so you're going to blame me for being upset about something. I mean, the race thing really bothered me. I never said it. <laughs> so where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? I never said it. And she's like, I want to know why you were so mean to me the whole season. And then you say you heard that. I mean, that's why I was mean to you. What the fuck? And she's like, well, the race thing really bothered me. And she says, but I never said that. So where'd you hear it? And she's like, I won't say a word. Okay, well, this is just unfair. I think well, on Garcelle's part. This is yeah. where I was like, okay, you can't just say, oh, I heard you were racist, you know, basically said racist it's, shit. And, but I'm not going to tell you. You can't. And yeah. <laughs> she you said can't. she's going to send some texts. She said she's going to send some texts, but, but yeah, that is a pretty big, um, you know, like, I mean, if she heard that, she has a right to being, you know, very frustrated. Well, of course. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, to sort of, it is, that is, rough to air that out and then be like oh well i'll just send some text after the show so yeah, and um, then to be like well i mean why are you so bothered by it well it's not just <laughs> something that's gonna fly you know just gonna go away right yeah and you know that like garcelle knows that so Rena's like well i think it's pretty unbelievable you did that so, she, so garcelle goes oh so now you're gonna turn it around she goes you turned it around yes you did yes you did you turned it around why well, how you I, I, and then they're just fighting, and um, Garcelle's like, why is it rattling you? And she goes, you know why? Because you were so shitty to me all season, and you're not being honest. Why? And that's why, And that's not why you're being shitty to me. She goes, well, it's because I don't trust you. Well, there we go. There we go. I'm like, Rinna, she says it like the whole season that she doesn't over trust and you over. because of the Denise thing. Yes, yeah. when every time you came to her and said, what's wrong? She said, the Denise thing really bugged me, and I don't trust you. Oh, oh, well, then now you're finally admitting it. <laughs> She's like, but I have been saying that. She goes, well, then why didn't you say, Rinna, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't trust you. And she goes, I did. <laughs> and she said, no, you said, Rinna, let's move on. Rinna, let's move on. No, you said, let's move on. Like you always fucking do after you fuck up. You come back the next year and like, oh, let's just move on. Okay. And Garcelle didn't even lie and say, okay. She said, it'll take me some time, but I'll try. Yeah. And so then Rinna brings up a uh, Watch What Happens live moment when this thing that happened a few weeks ago 
where um, basically Garcelle said that Denise wants to come back, but someone has to go. And Andy goes, her initials LR. And she goes, oh. So Andy goes. But Lisa Rinna lies again, again. She goes, okay. So after that Watch What Happens Live moment where you said you want Rinna fired so Denise can come back. That is not what happened. No, Denise said all. she wanted Rinna fired. Yes, That's that what is, Denise said. Exactly. But Garcelle should have said that. Instead, she goes, "Well, I was, re- I was, I was referring to Lisa Rinna, but you said LR, Andy Cohen." I was like, "Okay, Garcelle, don't be slippery right now because you're actually you have the upper hand in this argument." Yeah, and so um, he goes, "Well, you did say Denise would come back." She goes, "You said LR," and so uh, Rinna's like, "Let me ask you a question." Why did you reach out to me and say, let's make things better? And Garcelle said, no, you reached out to me and you said I threatened your job, which is so Rinna. That's so crazy to see that clip, which Garcelle did not say that at all. And then to say you're threatening my job and trying to get me fired. It was very Nini Portia, (laughs) right, from a few seasons ago. So Rinna was like. She's like, well, it hurt my feelings. And she goes, well, you have a lot of feelings. She goes, and they were all true. She goes, well, I clarified it. And you said, oh, I guess I was just in my feelings. I was. I was in my feelings. What was it, Erica? Sometimes you're in your feelings and sometimes you're on your feelings. No, off within your – Erica, do it. Do the words again, Erica, for my feelings. Sometimes you're a can of beans and sometimes you're one of those funny little cardboard boxes with tinfoil on it of beans. Funny cardboard box with tinfoil. That is it. That is it. Thank you, Erica. So Rena did her thing where she rage texts. So who else did she do that to? Was it Kim Richards that she started sending the fuck? <laughs> I think so. Do you remember those rage texts? Which, so. by the way, that's the I love Rena's rage text side. I I want to see more of her rage text side. By the way, I love well, that. She goes nuts. She goes nuts and starts rage texting people, and then is like, well, you know, I was just I was in my feelings. Like she's so cuckoo. So Garcelle's like, uh, no, you reached out, and then you told me off, and then the next day you said it was you were just in your feelings and she's like yeah i was but you know what what you just did and what you just threw down the insinuation that shows exactly who you are that shows exactly who you are and she's like so you guys are gonna tell me that every single one of you was fine that suddenly now we're talking about race and different things and crystal's like i am <laughs> like flips her hair <laughs> i know and erica goes well, you know, you do add a completely different perspective. And Kyle goes, and that's the real world. It's great. For instance, I bring the perspective of a working actress on the feature film Halloween opening this Friday. And I think that that's something that's important for this show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Why is Kyle even sitting next to Andy? Why does she even have that seat? It's ridiculous <laughs> it, that she's even there. Ridiculous. She has no storyline. She said hardly any. All she did in this entire episode was go. <sighs> yeah. I think yeah. it's maybe because they wanted um, Kathy when she came out to be closer to Andy. But it really should have been, I think it should have been Sutton or Garcelle in that first seat. Yeah. So um, they start telling Garcelle, no, no, we're totally great. We love it. We love race discussions. <laughs> we love race discussions. <laughs> and um, Garcelle's like, then just say it's not true and drop it, Rina. Why can't you just say it's not true and drop it? Which, again, you know, isn't that simple with an accusation like that and yeah. Rena's like and you know what I would like an apology for you insinuating that I want an apology and Garcelle's like what 
<laughs> what now? And Rena's like, because Garcelle, I would never say that. I was happy you came on the show. I like you. Why would you say that about me and not ask me about it? Why, Garcelle? And basically, Garcelle's like, would you really tell me if I brought up to you? Would you re- if I said I wish you hadn't brought up? Would you? Would you really tell me that you had said I wish that I had? I wish you hadn't brought up race on the show. Would you actually say that to my fa- face? She goes, Yeah, I would have. I would have. And everyone goes, This one. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, look who you're talking to. <laughs> look who you're talking to, a very upfront person. And so, Andy's like, well, I don't know where to go from here, and I gotta wrap up this segment. And Rena's like, why can't we just move on? I mean, I've said it the whole season. Garcelle's like, you want to move on? All right, well, what do you need to see from me to move on? I just want the Garcelle I knew before. <laughs> well, be the Lisa that I knew before. I mean, what happened to the Lisa that I knew before? You were warm. You were fun. You were supportive. You said, am nice I not? Things. Am I not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I mean, the sauce was nice. You know what? I was watching with Harry Hamlin, and he said in his Tom Brokaw accent that he won't stop doing, What happened to Garcelle? Oh, stop. Stop it, Rinna, right now. Stop it. Harry Hamlin was so sad. Tears of Harry Hamlin. Tears down his cheeks. Oh, God, Harry Hamlin was sad. You know, Harry Hamlin was so sad. He said, What happened? To Garcelle. You happened. You fucking <laughs> happened to Garcelle. That's what happened to Garcelle. She got rent over by the run. She got rented over. That's what happened. And she's like, do I look unhappy? Gee, you don't look miserable, but I do feel that you check out. She's like, well, honey, I check out. I show up. And Erica goes, so do I. So do I. <laughs> So then Rena's like, why do you hold it against me? Okay, you don't hold it with Kyle or Dorit. And Garcelle's like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> which I thought was like really honest and refreshing. And basically like, well, maybe the expectations are higher because you guys have known each other for 20 years. And Rena's like, you know what? When you and I are good, we are great. We are we are so funny together. We are base. We're you're the you're like I'm we're like we're like uh a very funny duo that I can't think of right now. That's what we are. Some people of the barn and some people of shirt. That's better. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I was zoning out a little bit. Um, so then, um, <laughs> left you hanging there, not on purpose. I was looking at these notes like, how long is this? I, have, I did that to you like five times already. I, I could like, have watched oh Les Mis twice. <laughs> So uh, this, this isn't even. There's still a whole other segment after this. <laughs> oh my god! So then I said this earlier that Rena becomes her cheerleader self. I was wrong. This is when Rena does it, where she just yeah. changes on a dime, and she's like, "Whoa! Do you think there would be any way to move on? We're great. I love you so much. I love Garcelle. I love Garcelle." Garcelle is like a sauce made by Harry Hamlin. Delicious, <laughs> amazing! So Rena goes and sits next to her. The old classic. And I'm I sit, sit next, next to you. On you. The couch. <laughs> I really, I really, no, seriously, I'm done with this. Okay, I want to move on with you. I know you don't fucking trust me. I know you don't fucking like me right now. I never said I was the best mother in the world. But give me some credit for trying. Give me a chance, baby. 
So she's like jumping and screaming and kicking her feet. And Erica's like, what the hell is happening here? And Garcelle goes, you got it, Rena, you got it. And Dorit says, do you mean it? And she goes, well, what am I going to say? She's sitting on my lap. Okay. <laughs> she won't stop hugging me. Okay. I need to get her off me. I need to get her off me. And Erica goes, Dorit, don't push this. And Dorit says, I'm not talking to you right now, dear. She goes, shut up, Dorit. <laughs> Fucking Erica's drunk at bingo right now. I don't know yeah. what Erica's doing. So, yeah, they're hugging and hugging. And, um, you know, and then they do one of these things like, you know what? If I didn't like you, I would have just been like, fuck off and go away. But the fact that I'm so bothered shows that I want to be friends with you, which is the old salve that everyone does. I'm like, Shaw's, we're family and whatever. We just, uh, Whitney and Lisa Barlow, you know, the old thing. So then yeah. Rinna's just like kicking and something's like, oh, gosh, kicking stop and kicking jump, me. bouncing on the desk, uh, bouncing on the couch like Tom Cruise on Oprah. Uh, so then we go to the Kathy segment and Kathy's there now. And Andy's like, so Kathy, do you recognize where she's sitting? And she's like, no. Mm -mm. A poor person's house, (laughs) poor person's house. No, it's a replica of your house. Hmm. She's like, oh, oh, this is my house. But wait, there are people that know Kyle's name here. It's not quite right. <laughs> not quite, yeah. Is there a fan? Mm-hmm. Not for Kyle. Um, so, and she, and she pulls out some paper. She's like, hold on. I have a few notes because I want to address a few things. And Kyle goes, we call those receipts, Kathy. Or when you're on a film, they're called sides. Sides. That's some working actress <laughs> lingo for you. So it's really weird. Andy just asked Kathy, why'd you join the show finally? And she's like, Kyle made me. And then... <laughs> Then Andy's like, so, Kyle, how'd you break your nose? Why are we talking to Kyle? I guess that's the only time, just like in the show, I guess that's the only time that Kyle is worth a damn is when Kathy's on it with her. I think this is the part where they they bring out Kathy and then she stays there for, like, the rest of the show and then they kick her off for the last segment, you know? So, um, hey, um, Charlene from Poopsburg says, Kyle, oh, yeah, I guess I did just ask this in Rodney's voice. How did you break your nose? Aren't you... Are you sure it wasn't an excuse to get another nose job? Just well, no, it was not an excuse. The agency. Oh, sorry, habit. I just sometimes just slip that into a sentence. But it was not an excuse. But I was happy it was broken so I could get it done again. And well, and I heard you had an interesting encounter on the way to the show. And then we see a wacky scene of Kyle coming out of her house. Um, totally unaware that Michael is standing right in front of her GMC truck that's going to take her to the show. <laughs> and then they're acting as if this is something that Kathy planned. And Kathy's like, yes, I did do that. Yes. I-. She thinks that they're talking about a time when she sent Del Taco to, to Kyle three months ago. Mmm. Yes, I sent her the Del Taco. It's delicious. Great like, Kathy, tacos. Kathy, you're the one who sent the guy to stab Kyle, right? God, that was years ago. He finally made it. Hmm. <laughs> He has great teeth, by the way. I inspected every single one of them. So, so uh, um, they talk <laughs> about what, what was it like to do Halloween? What was it like to do Halloween <sighs> after 40 years? Andy, thank you for asking me that. I just want to thank all my fans for coming here today. Thank you for taking a seat here. You know, it was even more than 40 years ago, really. it's It's been unbelievable reprising that role. And all these years later, working with a legend like Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, it's just been amazing to be part of this film film history really just to be 
have an iconic role in an iconic film series. I just thank you, everyone. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. My method is, it's hard to describe my method in times like these, but at the end of the day, I just have to say, some thank people God for are acting and some people are reeling. Kyle, you should learn from Erica. Some people are stabbing you and some people are punching you. That's just how it goes, Andy, at this real housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes, and Andy, you know, of course, as we all know, Halloween Kills does come out October 15th, which has been... We, we've actually catered everything to that launch date, including Portia's bat mitzvah. Yeah, we actually had a Halloween-themed bat mitzvah for her, which scared a lot of her friends, but it was really worth it to get those marketing tie-ins. Thank you, Andy, for asking. <laughs> um, so then uh, we moved to Erica and Tom, because we've got to end it on some kind of stress. And plus, Erica, God bless her, just can't have five seconds where she's not talking. So Andy's like, so Tom never read your book. I remember you telling me that. And I just thought that was so freaking weird. And I remember asking you and you got so defensive and um, we see the clip and Erica's like, but nobody's read it. It's not out yet. Why is it weird? Nobody's read the book yet. Well, of course no one's read it. I mean, the first edition was only in Mandarin, so of course I couldn't expect him to read it. I mean, that's not crazy at all. No one's read it. No one in this house. No, no one in America's read it. It's crazy. And he goes, but you speak of him so highly in the book. And she goes, oh, yes, and I did. I did speak of him highly in the book. I mean, he sounds great. Which I thought was the funniest. That was yep. just such a weird thing to say. Like, I made him sound so good. He should be thankful. And she's like, look, you know, I'm defensive of my man. She's going to be defensive of Maurizio. She's going to be defensive of Rick. Sutton's going to be defensive of the guy who said he just can't anymore and left her alone <laughs> on Valentine's Day, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's what we as women do. And so Andy's like, yeah. And then last year when you said he hadn't even come to Chicago, I was blown away. Way. And she goes, yeah, I'm not going to give him a pass for that. I, I knew he was, I, he was in D.C. and never even bothered to come up to New York City. And I found that out later. This so, is such crap, though, too, because then they even show the reunion where he said, why didn't he make it to Chicago? And she says, well, the plan was for him to come the last week. And then COVID happened. So they had made a plan that she didn't want him to see him see her do it until she really got it down. You know, well, the, so she, the reason why I didn't come to Chicago was because he got confused. He thought Chicago was an actual Chicago. So he started driving to Chicago, but he got lost and drove up to Vermont and drove all the way up to Mount Killington and then drove right off the edge and tumbled down 20 times and broke his brain and his foot and his elbow. And then luckily my son came in with a helicopter, but then crashed into the Appalachians, which is a different mountain range. The point is a lot of you got to use move mountains. Love moves mountains, Andy. So he's like, so why didn't you leave him when he was cheating on you? It's like, well, the cheating was just a part of it. There was much, much more there. I said, Tom, if you're in love with someone else, divorce me and be with her. I'm sure you would have loved him what? to divorce your ass with no prenup at that time. Yeah. What about why don't you divorce him? What? I don't understand that. That. <laughs> and so and Andy goes, and he said, and then she goes, nothing. Zero. Zip. Nada. Zilch. Blah. Mm-mm. S- Pop. Cicero. <laughs> what am I doing? Lip shits. <laughs> so Andy's like, uh, but were you faithful to him? 
And it's like, dun, dun, dun. She's like, So I guess we'll have to find out next week to hear her say, yes, I was. Yeah. What um, what what an hour. Yeah. What a fun time. Yeah, I know I'm exhausted now. Thanks for being here, Mike. We'll be we'll be back after in 2022. (laughs) Yeah, everybody, thank you so much for being here. If you want this on demand, you know, just watch it. Real fun to watch. We're hot. Uh, Go to watch patreon.com slash watch what crappens. Also, if you get confused by any of these links or anything we're saying, just go to watchwhatcrappens.com. It's all there, darling. Yeah, it's very simple. Thank you all for listening. Um, have a wonderful weekend. Um, and uh, stay tuned for a big announcement. Cause it'll be a Love ya! Okay. Bye. Bye! Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no Trickolus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabbouleh, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the catlet out of the bag it's lily catlett the incredible edible matthew sisters no one makes us feel well like megan cap sewell she's cheese on a bagel it's megan ragel mina coochie 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 give him hell miss noel shannon out of a cannon anthony let's get racy with miss stacy let's take off with tamla plane she ain't no shrinking violet kuchar we love you guys